247 Radio. Lester Forbes here at the scene of the launch of the uh, Sahara Force India car for 2013. I bumped into broadcasting legend and uh, Formula One um, commentator still on Five Live, Jonathan Ledgard. Hi there, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us on Radio Silverstone. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, an amazing season again. It's got a lot to live up to, hasn't it? And I think it's it's I think it will be hard pushed to match the variety that we had with those seven different winners in the first seven races. And it's interesting talking to Bob Fernley, the MD at Force India, about whether he feels it's going to be the same sort of competition. I don't think it will be. And he was saying he thinks that it'll be it'll have settled down. I think by the end of the last season, 2012, you started to see the usual teams, the usual drivers near the front. That said, of course, who did well in the last race and could easily have won it? Nico Hulkenberg and Force India. Yeah, so you, like you, most of the race. Exactly. You hope that sort of thing would happen again. But because the regulations are so much uh, tighter, so, what, so much the same, really, things haven't really evolved in 12 months' time. That's going to be completely different, as we know. But it, it should still be good. I mean, there are all so many different things to look forward to, as much as, you know, how is Paul DeResta going to develop? Who's his teammate going to be? How is he going to be challenged there? Because that was one of the interesting stories, not necessarily headline last year, the way that uh, Hulkenberg and DeResta had their challenge, and, and seemingly, for whatever reason, Hulkenberg was the favoured one in terms of possibly McLaren, Sauber, there was talk of Ferrari as well. And... Um, He's moved on. Paul is still at Force India. So who's going to come in there? And then, of course, you know, look further up the grid. What's coming kind of at Red Bull? What's coming kind of at Ferrari? And Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes. And that's that's not mentioning McLaren either with Jensen Button and um, Perez. Yeah, a lot of people not even mentioning Perez, of course, who uh, did so brilliantly uh, in that underpowered Sauber. Yes, he did. But I think there's a big difference. And you look at any sport, if people do well when they're not expected to, there is a completely different pressure when they're in a bigger team, be it football, cricket, rugby, Formula One, the greater expectation right now, can you deliver? He's made some great noises saying that he's ready to, to step up, he's looking to win races, be a contender in the championship and so on. That's fine, but we know so often talk can be cheap, you've got to deliver. And it's going to be really interesting to see how he fares. I have to say I was one of those who thought Hulkenberg would have been a better choice. Just seems a more rounded... Um, more experienced, more successful driver all the way up. And what he's done in Formula One when he's been given the chance, given the opportunity, just mentioned Brazil last year, I would say he's um, he would have got my vote. But I think there are other factors there in terms of sponsorship, money. That's not to say Perez is not a good driver, because he is. He's, he's got talent and, and got speed. But it was interesting to note that in the second half of the season, and this so often happens, doesn't it? Kiss of death. As soon as he gets the McLaren drive, what happens? Never scores a point, never looks like scoring another point for Sauber. So I, I think he's... I hope he chooses to run before he walks, because if he thinks he's going to go win a race first time out, that's great ambition, but you can fall flat on your face and do yeah, more harm than good. It's easy to say anything, you know, with pre-season, you know, we're going to win every race and stuff, we, uh, but... Uh, I think he, he will win at least one, Perez. He's, uh, he's good. Paul DiResta, of course, was quite critical of being overlooked uh, for that uh, seat uh, alongside Jensen Button. Yes, but I do think one of the things which people might think, what a, what a bizarre take on this, but the fact that Jensen Button was there already and Paul now has Jensen Button's manager, I don't know how well that would have sat. Number of pe number of people behind the scenes have said that was... A an odd decision maybe by Paul to do that. Now Richard Goddard is an extremely good manager, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that but if you're trying to put the two people in the same 
team, I don't know whether that would work particularly well. There might be a conflict of interest or, or it just it just might not work for whatever reason. Um, but it, it, in a way, Paul has got to use that negative of not getting shows and that Hulkenberg got the gig and that Perez got something as well. It, if you dwell on that and allow it to grind you down, then you will only... Your, the only performance which is going to suffer is his. So to my way of thinking, he needs just to get out there and try and wring as much out of this car as possible because the, the, the better he does this season, the more likely it is to A, stay here, or B, maybe get... If there's an opportunity somewhere else, there could be the chance of Ferrari if Massa doesn't deliver, and so on. And then Mark Webber's is... Um, this could, is this going to be his last year? Could there be an opening at Red Bull? That's one of the great uh, things about Formula One as well, the speculation, the as well as the on-track drama the uh, everyone just talking about who's going to go where and uh, which team's going to get which engine and who's going to do what and stuff it's uh, it's a brilliant time it always is i mean there's there's rarely a dull moment in formula one in the sense that if it's the, the speculation hasn't been as great as one time it was we seem to be talking a lot about drivers going here there and everywhere and it it, it was last season flickered obviously because of the lewis hamilton story and I suppose there was also the concern about Felipe Massa, whether he's going to come back. But having spoken to him recently, uh, last month, he, I was struck by what a different character he seemed, how much straighter he seemed in his own mind. Now, that's all very well again talking. He certainly delivered in the second half of the season, but he needs to keep it going right from the word go in the first race, from the first practice almost. Make sure you're on uh, the Ferrari case, you're on the, uh, the Alonso case, and you can deliver straight away. So, it, it, I mean, that, that's a fascinating little sideline there with, with what's going to happen at Ferrari because there's so many people say that you know, Alonso seems to like to rule that team and as I understand it, he does and if Massa is picking up and doing well then it's, he's a safe person. Anyone who might rock the boat and might challenge him, a different matter. Well he said you won't find a better second uh, teammate than me. Nothing like being slapped down then is it really by, from Felipe Massa's point of view because he was you know, a championship contender five years ago. That's right and uh, it's, it'll, it'll, I think it'll be one of the, one of the greatest seasons given uh, that Many Do you think it will be? I only, I only say that because I'm wondering how, whether so many teams will put all the stops out, given what's got to come in 2014 and the, the, the root and branch changes with the new engine regulations, which are going to be so dramatic and so, so drastic, really. Uh, uh, to the, to the a lot formula. of people have nothing to lose this season. Yes, but I don't know how much they're going to push all the way. I mean, if they're not, if you're not really challenging for anything significant near the top of the field, then it, you may tend to put a lot into what's happening in 2014. And I, and I wonder whether it may not be as dramatic and as gripping as the last few. So finally then, um, talking about you, uh, how will we, uh, are we going to still hear you on Five Live? There'll be certain races, yes. Uh, also, um, there are other irons in the fire, which, which sounds like I'm being really mysterious, but I'm not. It's just, I'm waiting to find out whether they're going to happen. Um, so I'll be there, still following, still doing stuff, um, and as much as any other thing, really. But the one thing I would say, just, uh, just coming here to Silverstone, which struck me again, what a fantastic arena what a fantastic facility this is because you know you come off the display at the um, the entrance with all the different flags all the different venues for formula one also how spectacular and and dramatic the, the silverstone wing looks i mean and also looking at the the you know the technology center the innovation center on the way in this place has changed so much from 
when I first started coming here and it looks as if it really is smart. There's no mud, it's despite all the weather, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, the, the future, the outlook for Silverstone looks good and if the... Bernie was even praising it last summer. I know, so what, what's changed? I mean, everything. No, it, it, it's in, in terms of Silverstone looks in great shape and in terms of Formula One, Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes, fascinating to see what happens there. How are McLaren going to cope? You know, if Paddy Lowe is going to go as well. There are so many different things. Sebastian Vettel continuing, Red Bull, uh, Mark Webber. It, there's, there's all to play for, all to watch. And I hope I'm as part of it, much part of it as possible. Jonathan Ledgard, legend of uh, broadcasting. And uh, we'll look forward to listening to you. And uh, maybe even seeing you on various sports as well throughout the year, uh, throughout 2013. But thanks for joining us on Radio Silverstone today. Pleasure. RS 24-7 Radio.